TED Audio Collective. This TED Talk features astrobiologist Armando Azua Bustos, recorded live at TED 2017. Support comes from Zuckerman Spader. Through nearly five decades of taking on high-stakes legal matters, Zuckerman Spader is recognized nationally as a premier litigation and investigations firm. Their lawyers routinely represent individuals, organizations, and law firms in business disputes, government, and internal investigations, and at trial, when the lawyer you choose matters most. Online at Zuckerman.com. Support for TED Talks Daily comes from Capital One Bank. With no fees or minimums, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than deciding to listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. And with no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash Bank. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. This is a picture of a sunset in Mars taken by NASA's Curiosity rover in 2013. Mars is a very cold planet, flooded with high levels of UV radiation and extremely dry. In fact, Mars is considered to be too dry for life as we know it. I'm an astrobiologist. I try to understand the origin of life on Earth and the possibilities of finding life elsewhere in the universe. People sometimes ask me, how can you be an astrobiologist if you don't have your own spaceship? <laughs> well, what I do is that I study life in those environments on Earth that most closely resemble other interesting places in the universe. All life on Earth requires water. So in my case, I focus on the intimate relationship between water and life in order to understand we could find life in a planet as dry as Mars. But since I do not have the $2.5 billion to send my own robot to Mars, I study the most marching place on Earth, the Atacama Desert. Located in northern Chile, it is the oldest and driest desert on Earth. To give you an idea on how dry it is, Consider that here in Vancouver, it rains over 1,000 millimeters of rain every year. In the Atacama, there are places with no reported rains in the last 400 years. How do I know this? Well, because I was born and raised in the Atacama. <laughs> so I had a unique advantage when I started studying this desert. So let me tell you just a few fantastic examples he has found on how life has adapted to live with almost no water at all. One of my first findings was in the entrance of a cave facing the Pacific Ocean. In this place, we reported a new type of microalgae that grew only on top of the spiderwebs that covered the cave entrance. Had you ever seen a spiderweb early in the morning? It's covered with dew. So this microalgae learned that in order to carry photosynthesis in the coast of the driest desert on Earth, they could use spiderwebs. So here they may access the water from the fogs that regularly cover these areas in the morning. In another cave, we found a different type of microalgae. This one is able to use ocean mist as a source of water, and it strikingly lives in the very bottom of a cave. So it has adapted to live with less than 0.1% of the amount of light that regular plants need. This type of finding suggests to me that on Mars, we may find even photosynthetic life inside caves. Oh, by the way, that, that's me. <laughs> um, now, 
For almost 15 years, this region of Jangai, discovered by NASA, was thought to be the driest place of this desert. But I knew that it was not. How? You already know the answer. Because I was born and raised in this desert. <laughs> so I remember that I, I, I usually see fogs in Jangai. So after setting sensors in a number of places, I remember never seeing fogs or clouds. I reported four other sites much drier than Jangai, with this one. Maria Elena's house, being the truly driest place on Earth, as dry as Mars, and amazingly, just a 15-minute ride from the small mining town where I was born. Now, in this search, we were trying to actually find the dry limit for life on Earth, a place so dry that nothing was able to survive in it. But even here, well hidden underground, we found a number of different microorganisms, which suggests me that seemingly dry places like Mars. May be inhabited. We even have some preliminary evidences that these microorganisms may still be active in the desiccated state, like walking mummies all around us, and that they may, they may be using UV radiation as a source of energy. If confirmed, this would have a huge impact on our definition of life, on how we look for life elsewhere in the universe. Due to its clear skies, by 2020, 60% of the biggest telescope on Earth will be located in the Atacama, and while everyone else will be looking among the stars to answer the question, "Are we alone?" I will be looking down to the ground, searching for the same answer in my own backyard. Thank you. For more TED talks, go to TED.com.